Hey everybody, welcome to Third Shift, and we're going to go ahead and do a deep dive on Phoebe today, and I like to clarify and say it's more like a scrub deep dive, but nonetheless, it's what us casuals maybe would pick, right? I mean, I mean we're not terrible. I think I'm a pretty good Raina, and I thought the last one was pretty good. You're, you're, I mean, you're a decent Phoebe, I guess. Oh, Jesus, come on. Scrub dub. Bull crap. <laughs> Don't even go there. Oh, Jesus. No, you're, you're all right. So, yes, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about Phoebe, go ahead and uh, list out what we would do mm-hmm. as Phoebe. And uh, if you guys want to give it a shot, hey, more power to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, starting off, of course, Phoebe is an LLC attacker. Uh, as far as the little lore bit that I've got here, says, Counted among the LLC's greatest engineers, Phoebe Elizabeth Odelia Hemsworth IV utilizes powerful technology to move swiftly about the battlefield and an array of five telekinetically suspended swords to annihilate her foes. Except she only telekinetically suspends four of them. She holds on to the fifth one. Just saying. Hell yeah. No, she is a badass. Mm. And also, a little bit more on that, if you unlock some of her lore, you'll find out that she actually has had a relationship with Marquis. He used to be the head butler of her household, mm. and she took great joy in just making his life miserable and probably helped in him going uh, rampant. I mean, if you have a butler, aren't you basically supposed to do that? Just treat him like crap. Yeah. Right? I, well, you know, what's uh, Dennis the Menace, you know, all those other kind of kids. Eric, he, Dennis the Menace didn't have a stinking freaking butler. <laughs> you he was a poor white kid. Are you stupid? <laughs> Rich, are you thinking about no, like thinking Richie, Richie Rich, Rich or something? Richie Rich. That's what I'm thinking about. Jeez, old Pete. What do you even know? You don't know anything, Eric. Get off of here. Go to bed. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Stick to what you know, That's son. Right. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, mm. moving on. That's a little bit of lore. There's a whole bunch more, but you know, if you yeah. really want a ton on the lore, mm-hmm. go ahead and get on them forums. Absolutely. All right. So, moving on to her main abilities. Yep. Uh, starting off small, her talent is listed as technocracy. It says, Phoebe's high-tech formal wear and telekinetic rapiers can be augmented to substantially increase her survivability and lethality. It's basically one of those, seems like we needed another spot to fill out details, so that's basically just what she does. There's nothing really special on that mm-hmm. one. Her main attack is five virtues. Phoebe's primary attack chains multiple melee range rapier strikes, while her secondary attack activates true strike. Which is amazing. It's her basic attack. Mm-hmm. No big deal. It's what you're going to use to kill people mostly. Yeah. Uh, true strike, however, is not as great, but whatever. Yeah. I, I like her her attack as far as melee characters go. It feels feels substantial kind of when you're hitting them, even though it is kind of a quick little combo. I, I feel like it does a good amount of damage. Yeah, when you're in on an enemy, that uh, your primary is doing mm-hmm. damage. And it's doing enough damage, in my opinion, that it usually spooks the individual you're going up yes. against. Yeah, true. Now, we mentioned True Strike. That's her secondary attack. Phoebe swipes at enemies and activates her high-tech formal wear to propel herself in any direction. And that's any direction, forward, back, side to side. I don't use this very much, but, you know, more power to those who do. I just don't find it to be that useful, except for, as I'll discuss later down the line, for Phoebe's primary helix skill, in my opinion, mm. that you have to have. Yeah, I, I find myself using it every now and then. But it seems like it goes really far backwards, but not as much forward. So I always try to use it to catch up to somebody who's running away, and it I never make it. Now, one of her primary skills is Phase Gate. 
After a brief charging period, Phoebe teleports to a target location, releasing the charge, dealing 134 damage to nearby enemies. Cooldown on that is 23 seconds. With phase gate, the most majority of people are going to use it to hop in, mm. because as uh, it's stated, she's a brawler assassin. You know, so the idea is you look for a lonely individual doing his own thing. You phase gate in on top of him, and you just lay waste mm. to him. However, an alternate way to use phase gate would be to the retreat. You look for an unsuspecting individual, get in there on foot, mm. and then if things go south, or after you kill and you after you kill the enemy and you need to get away, you can phase gate right mm. out. And then, as I'll discuss later, that also sets off another set of skills that. Are useful. Yeah, I, I usually, well, I'm a more defensive player, as you know. I tend to use it as, as an escape, so again, something we'll get into more later down in the Helix choices. Now, her second skill is Blade Rush. Phoebe launches a barrage of four charged rapiers that pierce enemies, each dealing 34 damage. Cooldown on that is 20 seconds. With Blade Rush, I like to use it as an entrance mm. into the foray. Uh, kind of just open them up for some punishment. Um, I don't really use it for... Anything else, or sometimes if an enemy's like you know trying to get away from me and he's getting a lead, and there's just a little bit of damage left on him, I'll pop Blade Rush and see if I can't finish him off with it. Yeah, I am absolutely horrible with Blade Rush. I can't hit more than one, and if I hit one of those rapiers, it's a lucky shot. Again, kind of try to use it both ways, like you said. Kind of if I'm just too far away to start hitting them with melee, throw it out there. If they're if I'm coming in or they're running away, but I am awful with Blade Rush. I hate it. I never use it. Yeah, I'll tell you one last thing on that, uh, and it it really is helpful mm. with escaping enemies, but as you said, it's difficult to yeah. hit. So it takes a lot of practice, and if you screw up quite a bit in the beginning, don't worry about yeah. it. Just keep practicing. Don't rely on it either until, obviously, you get really good mm. at it. Now, Phoebe's ultimate is Blade Cascade. That conjures a storm of falling rapiers, dealing 167 damage for 5 seconds to a large area. Cooldown on that is 55 seconds. This is self-explanatory. You get into a huge brawl, you pop Blade Cascade, and you just wreck everyone that's within range of it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, This can be used for many things. Going in, getting the kills, scaring the heck out of individuals and getting them off you so you have time to heal and or phase gate Mm -hmm. out of a situation. Um, Basically, it's just an all-around amazing ability to keep your little butt alive. It's a nice nice big wide area on that. I... Again, being a more defensive player, I tend to use my alts as like, you know, area area control, area denial. I'll throw that out there. Nobody can come in without getting wrecked. Nobody's getting out because they're getting wrecked. You know, e- even just using it on a big push, you know, double thralls, an MX bot, something like that. Useful. I like it. Indeed it is. So, in general, I'll let you guys know how I play Phoebe, and then we'll roll through the helix and explain all of it. So like you mentioned a little bit earlier, she's listed as a brawler, an assassin, and an advanced character to play. What do you think about that, Eric? Pretty good? I'd say that's perfect. And I know it sounds strange being a brawler and assassin, mm. but it makes perfect sense because, as I said, phase gate's an amazing ability to pop in on somebody and then you just freaking beat them to death. Mm. And then hopefully either A, there's no one there to kick your butt after that, or B, your phase gate's back up, you phase gate back out, mm. and away you go. So... Like I said, it makes perfect sense, and I agree with it. Yeah, I I, I can see that too, because she does enough damage in a, in a quick fashion to be an assassin, where you can jump in and kill him, like you said. But with even just with her melee combo, I think she does enough to kind of kind of hang in there and brawl for a little bit more so than like say a true assassin like a Pendles. 
So I, I definitely agree. Yeah. She ain't taking on no Atticus or anything, right, but right. It, most definitely she can take on some of the uh, other types without an issue. Mm-hmm. And tied to that, uh, I will go ahead and explain to you guys just real briefly how I play Phoebe generally, mm-hmm. and then we'll run down the Helix, and I'll tell you what I use, and of course Matt will either disagree or agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in a nutshell, uh, in the beginning, you want to play very carefully. Yeah. I would definitely not recommend you rush into any encounter. Uh, stay in the mid mid range. Look for any loose enemies, mm-hmm. anybody who's off to the side, anybody who's by themselves or coming too far forward. That's going to be who you want to target. Um, make sure in the beginning you're killing the minions, yep, yep. you're getting shards, you're building bots because, as I'm going to tell you, uh, you want to get to your fifth helix build as quick as possible because that's where, in my opinion, Phoebe just becomes unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most definitely, play her cautiously until your Helix build level f- level five, and then from there you can start to really get in, get in and get dirty in that brawler style. So jumping into her Helix, you got two choices, of course. Uh, the left hand side is called the March of Science. Generally, that's defensive stuff, kind of buffing up your phase gate. Really, a lot of stuff having to do with phase gate. Uh, the right side is the Art of Combat. That's more obviously your more offensive tier a lot of stuff with blade rush and her melee combo in that so off you go with helix choice number one there eric all right so on your left hand side boys and girls you've got aggressive advance exiting phase gate grants increased movement speed for a short time plus 30 percent movement speed for three seconds on your right you're going to have preparation enemies hit by blade rush will be marked and silenced by any of phoebe's primary melee combo strikes it has a three-second silence duration. Now, for this one, I think that the aggressive advance is the better choice mm-hmm. um, because, as I said, I tend to use Phoebe's phase gate as an exit instead of an entrance. Mm-hmm. And then what that means is usually I'm getting my butt kicked and I need to get the heck out of Dodge quickly yeah. so I don't die because, as we all know, you don't want to die because then you're just feeding the enemy more points. Yep, yep. And then they get better and you do not. I agree with this one. The majority of the time I always go aggressive advance. Even if you're going even if you're using phase gate as an initiator, I I really find it hard to like target it precisely on the battlefield. So having that extra movement speed to refine my target makes it a little easier. I've seen a lot of Phoebes who go ham on me and kill me using preparation though. So if you're good with your blade rush, you might want to do that. Mark somebody up, slap them down and then they can't do anything for three seconds. But like I said, I'm, I'm a scrub with Blade Rush, so I almost never pick that one. Exactly. And as I said, this build's going to be for those of you who are more casual and trying to stay alive with Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll continue on. <laughs> Helix 2 is going to be Shield Resonators. Phoebe's shields immediately begin recharging after using Phase Gate. On your right side, you're going to have Phase Distortion. Phase gate creates a field at Phoebe's target destination that slows nearby enemies. It's a six-second slow duration. On this one, once again, I always go left side because, as I've said, I use it as an exit most of the time, Mm. which means I'm in trouble. So, boom, I pop out. I've got increased movement speed. I'm immediately getting my shields recharged. Mm. And then, even if I am going in for the attack instead, I'm busting in there, coming in at full shields if I wasn't already. So it's just a a mindless thing for me. I don't have to worry about it. Mm. 
just pop in, movement speeds up, shields are recharging, and I'm in there just beating face trying to take names. Yeah, I pretty much always go to the left on this one too. I've tried going to the right, but I think that's more of like a... uh if you're playing like a sneaky poo, if you're up in the overlook on overgrowth and you can like jump down in on the enemy team and they they can't hit you before you phase gate in there, then you can use it as a nice initiation to slow everybody down. But Or if you're like ducking around the side on echelon and you can hit people with that. I But like you said, I still think shield resonators are, is a pretty good initiation move too, especially if they see you coming and like an Oscar Mike pops a couple shots on your shield, then it's... As soon as you hit your phase gate, it's coming right back up. Now, as a side note, I will tell everyone, um, the shield resonators, if you do get hit after phase gating, it will interrupt the mm. shield recharge. So that is one downside to that, mm. but I find that it's still very useful as long as you start playing a little bit smarter. Yeah. And when you phase gate, phase gate next to a corner, an angle, a rock, something so you can just duck out of sight. Mm. And boom, it, just, it instantly will recharge all your shield. And one more note on the phase distortion. With the big October patch that just dropped, they said in the official patch notes that they reduced the slow on that by 50%, and it says from 3 seconds to 1.5 seconds. But in my game right now that I'm looking at, it still says 6 seconds, so I'm not entirely sure where that's coming from. If it's just like the initial field or once you leave the field, I'm not... I'm not sure, but just your mileage may vary on that one. Now moving on to the third helix, you're going to have on your left side shield stabilizers. Increases maximum shield strength and shield recharge rate, plus 240 shield strength, 105 shield recharge per second. You're also going to have in your center crosscut, which is after completing her primary melee combo, Phoebe temporarily deals increased damage with True Strike, plus 150% damage. On your right, you're going to have Sharpened Blades. Phoebe's melee attacks deal increased damage, plus 18% damage. Now this is my first toss-up. Mm. If I'm in the mood to really get in there and wreck house and just have a blast, I'm going to go with the right side, Sharpened Blades. Mm-hmm. And that's, as I always say, base damage is amazing. Yep. Whenever you increase base damage blammo do it mm-hmm. however this uh this time around on the left hand you've got shield stabilizers which i love yeah. uh, when you're trying to play that defensive game once again and stay alive well you can't go wrong with having increased shield strength and then an increased recharge as well mm-hmm. it just ties in very well with what you already got going with your recharge shield recharge etc etc yeah i think for me this one is kind of a team dependent choice here because if you've got a good, you know, if you've got someone like Arena who's popping overshields on you, if you've got a Miko who's keeping you healed up, you can you gamble a little bit with sharpened blades or even crosscut and trust them to defend you a little bit more. But as I said, I'm a, more of a defensive player, so I like shield stabilizers. Even if even if I'm trying to go more offensive, it just it keeps me alive and in the fray longer, which is better. Because I'm mm-hmm. not that great with Phoebe, honestly. So anything that keeps me alive more, I, I like that. Yeah, and I will say cross cut's not a terrible option if you really know what you're doing. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of conditional uh, skills. True, true. And that's very, you know, that's very conditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to remember to use the true strike after your melee combo. And who knows? There's all sorts of reasons and ways that that doesn't end up working out well. Mm-hmm. So it can oftentimes just be a wasted uh, helix choice, in my opinion. So I I wouldn't go with it. And I think that melee combo 
kind of refreshes so quickly. It's not something like a Galileo with a big spin at the end of it, where there's like a gap between your first attack, your fifth attack, and your, you know, whatever your fifth attack and your first attack of the next round of it. So I think you'd have to be counting off in your head one, two, three, four, five, true strike one, two, three, four, five, instead of focusing right on what you're doing right then. So moving on to your fourth helix, you're going to have unintended innovation on the left side, which is blade rush blades travel slower but explode on contact, damaging nearby enemies. On the right, you're going to have radopio. When blade rush strikes an enemy, the skill's cooldown is reduced. Increased effect on major enemies. Up to negative two seconds cooldown time per blade. On this one, I don't think there's really a choice. I believe it's the left-hand side, unintended innovation. Um... And reasoning is usually I use my blade rush in and on close. Mm -hmm. So if it's going slower, I just, I don't really care because I'm usually so close to them that it's going to hit them regardless. Mm -hmm. And then of course, if there's anybody nearby, boom, they take bonus damage. It's just, it's an easy one for me. Mm -hmm. doesn't uh, involve any sort of hardship. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. For me, I usually go to the right just because... I mean, I'm so bad with, like I said, I'm so bad with Blade Rush, I don't use it that often anyway. So if I can get a hit on it, I want it to refresh a little bit quicker just to give me an extra an extra poke, an extra, you know, any kind of cooldown reduction I'm a fan of. So anything that could theoretically get it up sooner so I could theoretically hit somebody with it again, I like that. I always go to the right. Hmm. Well, there you go, folks. You got two divisive choices in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Anywho, moving on to the old fifth helix. On the left-hand side, you're going to have Passata Soto. Landing a hit with True Strike increases Phoebe's defense for a short time, plus 30% damage reduction for three seconds. In the middle, you got Blade Sweep. True Strike chains a second attack after the dodge that hits all targets in close range. And on your right, you're going to have a reprise. Phoebe attacks a second time after landing a hit with True Strike, dealing increased damage, plus 40% damage. This is the one that really changes the game, Mm -hmm. and this is the one I wait for. And hands down, every time, it's Posata Soto. It takes your true strike and turns it into a very, very heavy defensive move. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to get into an engagement, and you immediately pop your true strike, which gives you that defense up for the three seconds. Mm -hmm. And then you hit, 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 pop true strike, hit, 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 pop true strike. And it just... It allows you to stay in the game much, much longer. It's invaluable against the sentries. It's invaluable against other players. It just hands down is the best choice. Yeah, I definitely agree with this one. Uh, Being a defensive player, again, anything that keeps me in the fight longer. I can see people going blade sweep if you're trying to, like, clear out waves so you, you get a little bit more AoE there, or reprise if you're just... If you're playing true assassin and just going after one character, but for me, it's always Passato Soto every time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on, the old sixth helix. We've got Phase Gate V2. Reduces Phase Gate's cooldown time, negative 20% cooldown time. In the middle, we've got Contingency Plan. When Phoebe's shield is broken, Phase Gate's cooldown is instantly reset. And on the right-hand side, you're going to have Disruptor Blades. Blade Rush wounds enemies, preventing 60% of healing for 3 seconds. On this one, I always go with a middle helix. So if you don't have that one, I'll let you know what I go with. But if you do, which I recommend, I always go with the middle. 
And that's because, once again, I'm constantly using phase gate to either to get the heck out, mostly, or to get the heck in. Mm -hmm. And what does it do? Boom, shield is popping right back up again. Yeah, I don't have the middle one yet. I definitely would go with that every single time just because, like you said, it gives you an instant escape. You know, you're generally in there for a while after your shield comes down, but having it up and ready so, oh, here comes everybody that I didn't expect when I first jumped in here, now I can jump straight back out again. Exactly. Uh, If you don't have this one, which I don't yet, I always go phase gate V2 because, like I've said, anything cooldown time, I'm all about that. Disruptor blades, I never pick it. Like I said, I'm awful with blade rush. If you're a super assassin, Johnny Badass with your blade rush, I can see you taking it. I never do. Even then on the disruptor blades, I really just don't find it that valuable because you're Mm -hmm. banking on them, then having a healer, which as we've seen a billion times over, a lot of teams don't. Yeah, that's true. And so once again, here's a wasted ability, and I just don't like the idea of wasting abilities. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the middle one, like you said, I would recommend the phase gate version 2. Um, because obviously duh, just allows phase gate to be up all that much faster. Yeah, but if they do have a good healer, somebody's got a Miko in his back pocket, I could see you, and he's, and he's a tough character who's causing yes. you lots of trouble, like a boulder, I could see you doing that. If you're, again, if you're good with Blade Rush. That, yes, it, it would be then. A lot of contingencies, and once again, this yeah. is a scrub build, so I'm, I'm going to assume you're not amazing with your hits, you're not, <laughs> you're not right on the money. Mm-hmm. So I would play it safe. Alrighty, moving on to the Helix 7. You're going to have on the left side, Core Overload, increases damage of all skills, plus 15% skill damage. On the right, you're going to have Flurry, increases Phoebe's primary melee attack speed, plus 20% attack speed. I always go with Flurry, because I love attack speed. Mm. And uh, when you get in there, obviously it allows you to start hitting a lot faster, get the enemy down quicker, and phase gate the heck out of there before you start getting ganged up on. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that one too. I like core overload in theory, but I find that when I'm phase gating in or out, the phase gate damage itself isn't doing a whole lot to the enemies or whoever I'm jumping in on. So I just like to be able to just start smacking people in the face as soon as I get in there. So flurry for me always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All righty. Well, moving on to Helix 8. We're on the left-hand side. We're going to have Scientific Method. Substantially increases Phase Gate's casting range. On the right, you're going to have Phase Stability. Increases the damage and effect of all buffs imparted by Phase Gate, plus 15% damage. On this one, I always go with the right side, only because um, I don't really use it much for the damage, but it does buff it, so if you are coming in on the attacks, it is helpful. But the reason I don't like using the range one, and you would think I would, but generally speaking, I try not to get into engagements too far out anyway, Mm -hmm. because if things go south, you have no one covering your back, you have little to no chance to get away, especially if they have any kind of good ranged. So I don't like to put myself that far out there. Mm -hmm. So the increased range isn't that helpful, even though you would think it makes sense since you're like, hey, it allows me to cast further to get the heck out of, of a bad situation too, right? True, true. But once again, I don't know, I just prefer the right-hand side for that one little buff just because I don't like to get very far Mm. away from the group anyway. So therefore, its range currently is useful. Yeah, I usually find that its range is fairly short for when I'm wanting to go far, but I always go to the right anyway. 
usually I would only use the increased casting range to like, if I'm coming back from the base to try and get into a fight, if people are on the sentry, but otherwise, you know me, I'm always peeky pooing around on echelon or any, any other map we have. So I never have to cross a lot of distance to get in. I can usually sneak around and get into phase gate casting distance if I want to use it to jump in. So it, it's always to the right for me as well. And if you pick that uh, that top helix that buffs your movement speed right after phase gate, this will buff that up a little bit more too. So, And not only the movement speed, but also the uh, the shield recharge rate. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it's it's useful. Mm. I don't think it's amazing. None of, neither one of those like blow me out of the water, yeah. but I do prefer the right-hand side. Yeah, I never really notice the the buff whenever I take it, but I mean I know it's there, so that mm-hmm. little back piece of my brain is very happy. In theory, you're better. Exactly. All right, moving on to number nine. On the left hand side, you've got the conduit. Adds a portion of Phoebe's current shield strength to Blade Rush as bonus damage, plus twelve percent current shield as damage. In the middle, you have close quarters training. Increases Blade Rush's damage when enemies are in close range, up to one hundred percent damage. And Refined Technique is on your right. The farther Blade Rush travels before striking enemy, the more damage it deals, up to 100% damage. I always go with the middle one on this, Mm -hmm. and as I've told you before, it's because I generally use Blade Rush when I'm in close range or proximity anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's just, boom, 100% bonus damage, up to 100% bonus damage, which, hey, you can't go wrong, once again, with direct bonus damage. Yeah. If I had the middle option, I would definitely take it. I still don't have it yet, so I always go to the right with Refined Technique. Just because I feel like if I take the Conduit, which I never do, does it actually drain your shield, do you know, when it adds the shield strength to the damage? Because that's what I'm afraid it will do, so that's why I never take it. Yes, it it does. It takes a portion of your shield, and then that's why I don't use it either. I'm Defense (laughs) Jones, so that's that's never going to happen. I'm literally never Mm going to take that. And Refined Technique... Like I said, I generally throw Blade Rush at people who are running away, so if I manage to land a hit, it'll do a little more damage and keep them out of the fight a little longer. So if you don't have the middle, which I would always pick, same as you, I always go to the right. Yep, I would agree with that. Uh, that's just, just helpful, obviously, if they're running. Mm-hmm. So, All right, and last but not least, we've got the 10th Helix. On the left-hand side, you got Calamitous Cascade. Enemies struck by Blade Cascades suffer increased damage from all sources for a short time, plus 16% damage amplification. In the middle, you're going to have Stormbringer. Blade Cascades' area of effect travels with Phoebe, negative 50% damage. And on your right, you've got Swordstorm. Increases Blade Cascades' area of effect. Moving through the area grants a temporary boost in movement speed, plus 50% area of effect radius, plus 30% movement speed. I always go on the right with this one, mm. Swordstorm, because as always, when I'm popping it, it's usually to get people off my back. It's to get out yeah. of a situation and hope to finish any damage I did on them while I was in there hitting them. Mm-hmm. And what this allows you to do is it moves faster so you can get out, and it gives it a larger area of effect. So, therefore, more of them are getting hit for a longer period of time, mm-hmm. which equals them dead, you getting kills, and looking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always go to the right. I don't have the middle option yet, but like you said, it either lets me get out of dodge, lets me get into dodge, or it's just that giant area of effect denial. Because people will see an ultimate in there. They're not going to come in. Even if, you know, you're not doing great crazy damage, if your build is off or, you know, people are just destroying you. 
they're still going to see your giant blue ring of doom and go, well, I'm not chasing into that. Or at least hopefully. Now, for the middle option, I I would never use it. Mm. Negative 50% damage reduction, it's just not worth it. Not worth it at all. I don't care if it follows you or not. I just don't see where that one comes into play for me. Only way I could think of it is if you're popping it on somebody that you're engaged with, like you're going one-on-one with a wrath, and he turns around to start running away, but you can follow him. maybe true strike and keep him in that range a little bit, maybe. But I anything that cuts the damage of your ultimate, I am never a fan of. And then on the left-hand side, this one I would recommend maybe if you have a very coordinated team. Yeah. Because obviously then everyone within that uh, cascade is going to suffer better, more damage. Mm. And uh, if you got everybody moving in, you call out that you've laid it down, they can get in and just boom, start wrecking house. Mm. Oscar Mike can drop his AoEs, and you're killing their entire team. However, most of us scrubs, we play solo or with maybe one other person. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to go on something that's just going to help you yeah. survive mostly, and that's going to be your sword storm. Yeah, I agree with the left-hand side there. I think it's... Good to, if you're planning on, like, rushing the sentry, you can drop it on there. That way, when everybody's in there pushing and throwing damage on it, you're doing 16% more as a team. But like you said, unless you're coordinated enough to have people in there guaranteed doing that, I'm I'm generally a selfish player, too. I, I, like, I like stuff that buffs me and helps me out, definitely, versus stuff that could maybe help the team if we're all really good and on the same page. So one last time... The way I would recommend you guys go into this, play cautiously up to the fifth helix. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're staying mid-range, looking for those loose players coming too far forward, venturing off to get shards, whatever. Make sure they're not surrounded by fellow players because that's going to get you murdered Mm -hmm. when you go in there. You walk in on your feet, start attacking, bust your true strike, attack, 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 true strike, attack, 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 and when things start going south, if you have a super up, pop the super and get the heck out. Mm. And if you do that and you make sure if, hey, if you're losing engagement, as always, don't be afraid to break off and just leave. Yeah. Uh, it's better that you survive and come back later than to give them the kill and allow them to level up faster than you. Mm. And then you're at a disadvantage and you guys lose the game. Especially as a melee character, that's super important because you have to be in there anyway. If if their melee people are leveling up faster than you, you're just you're not completely out of luck, but you're at such a disadvantage because what else can you do but go in there again and again and mm-hmm. again and again? If you're ranged, you can you know hang back, pick off minions, all that stuff. But for a melee, you have to be in there, so you have to play you know at, le- at least a little bit cautiously. Know, know when you're in over your head and then pop back out. In general, play smart. She is a brawler assassin. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have quite the HP that some of the focused brawlers do, yeah. but she can get in there and push some punches and scare people off. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going up against a Wrath, heck, unless he's got his Dreadwind up, you can wreck shop with that guy. So never, you know, never back down from fights with those kind of individuals, mm-hmm. assassins and then the light, the light fighters. You'll win every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think unless you're up against, like, say, another melee character and he's got someone body blocking for him, someone, somebody tough like a boulder or, I don't know, even like an Atticus who can be sort of tanky in there with you, I, I definitely think she can hold her own, at least in most scenarios, one-on-one. Pre- uh-huh. Pretty well, at least. And then, of course, 
lead in with a blade rush, mm-hmm. or or if you think the engagement's going to be rather quick, you can hold on to it, and then if they try to escape, finish them off with the blade rush. Mm-hmm. However, I do prefer to lead in with it because, as I said, I've built my skills around it doing more damage at close range. True. true. So you can just immediately kill their shield and start going at it and take them out. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to the old gear. Yeah, what kind of gear do you run with as a Phoebe there, Eric? You're you're the master, uh, so I'll let you go first. I run with, um, I want to say, uh, firearm recoil, uh, <laughs> shield recharge. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, actually, shield recharge isn't uh, bad, but. Yeah, it's not bad. However, the three I generally will always have is the shield strength, the shield recharge. Mm-hmm. I will go with a um, whatever. You can either go with a high-end uh, shard regeneration. Mm. Uh, shard, uh, Not shard regeneration. You can go with a high-end shard generator or the, the free one. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I would recommend a shard generator because it's just important. At all times, getting shards is important. Getting those skills up as fast as possible is important. Mm. Putting up the turrets is important. You need shards. So always a shard generator and then lastly attack speed attack damage you never go wrong with attack speed and attack damage if you're looking at mine that's what you're going to see you're going to see a shard generator shield strength shield regeneration and attack speed attack damage the only one i would recommend maybe switching up depending is the uh the shard regenerator yeah and then get a uh, health uh maximum health boost yep. on that sucker but <clears throat> Like I said, I'm I'm a fan, as Matt can tell you, of building turrets mm-hmm. and getting the thrall, getting the the minion bots, etc. So for me, it's I have to have the regenerator. Yeah, for for me, the only thing I would change is that shard generator, just because. I mean, if you are the primary melee person as a Phoebe, you're going to be getting the shards from all the minion bots too, because you're going to be right in there at the front of the fray. So I think you can you can pass on a shard generator for her. I whenever I play her, I generally pick my kind of my generic damage dealer build: attack speed, attack damage, and then I always throw a legendary in there, vampiric vestment, because it has maximum health and attack damage on it. So that's that's two awesome things for a Phoebe. Just keeps you in the fight longer, keeps you dealing more damage. I just go I just go ham with damage. That's that's all I try to do is Phoebe. And that's a smart way to play it, mm-hmm. as we discussed. That way you can get in there, kill the guy, and get the heck out before you get killed yourself. Yep, yep. So, hey, there you have it, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. There's our build on Phoebe. We hope you guys can take a little bit out of that and maybe yep. get better with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, if not, hey, disregard. I hope you just love listening <laughs> to our sultry voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I mean I think we we gave some good options even for you know skill choices that we don't normally pick. I you know, I tried to throw in some of their maybe why you would try this out, what kind of situation that might work in. So yeah, I hope we gave you guys some good ideas. So yeah, that was our deep dive on Phoebe. We're going to try and at least get these out every other week, maybe if I can convince Eric if we've got a short episode, kind of throw one in once a week. Well, of course, if we got a shorter episode, we will make sure to fill it up and give you guys all sorts of awesome stuff. But Yeah, I, I would say definitely once we get to characters we're not good at, maybe give us a couple weeks to try and get decent and give you guys some info that might be worth listening to. But other than that, keep an, keep an eye out for any suggestions on the next character. 
Oh man, I don't know what's your pick, buddy. That's true. I think I, I I would like to go Ombra. Ombra sounds great. I don't. I've been wanting to get into some more healing, so to heck with it. All right. So yeah, keep an eye out for in the next week or two weeks from now. We're probably going to be doing Ombra for our next deep dive. So get get your sunspots out, get your staff out. It's going to be Ombra time. Oh yeah, let's do it. Alrighty, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Yep. We thank you for taking a listen, and we hope to catch you on the next main episode. So we'll catch you then. Heck yeah, and as always, don't, don't forget, forget to save. save.